Hello and welcome into another edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff here solo today recording this on a Sunday evening to be put out on Monday. The last podcast we did was before Christmas so we've got some catching up to do because bowl season has definitely been in full swing and we're going to start off with Georgia Southern. The Eagles won big in the New Orleans Bowl, 38-3 in the Superdome. The Eagles finished the season 8-5. They improved to 3-1 overall in bowl games since they became eligible back in 2015. That also ended Louisiana Tech's streak of six consecutive bowl victories, which was the longest active streak in college football. Junior cornerback Justin Birdsong, a really bright spot for the Georgia Southern defense. He posted two of the Eagles' four interceptions in that game. And along with those interceptions, Southern finished the day with three sacks, seven tackles for a loss, and they allowed just 232 total yards. Quarterback Shy Wirtz was named the MVP of the bowl game. He ran for 71 yards. He threw for 126, uh, including a 65-yard touchdown pass to Caleb Hood. He rushed for three touchdowns. Um, an all-around really solid performance by Shy Wirtz. And we've got more on Shy Wirtz coming up in just a little bit. But first, here's head coach Chad Lunsford along with some of the players immediately after the game uh, reacting to the win and finishing out the season on a positive note. Time we, you know, get into the uh, red zone, you know, coaches always tell us, boy, our net. So, you know, we did everything that we could. You know, definitely was proud of, you know, all those turnovers that we could get. Uh, just keeping everybody out of the end zone, just doing the best that we could. You know, for me, it's, I know when our defense is going to have a great day if we stop them on the first drive. I don't know why it's been like that. Um, but, you know, we stop somebody on the first drive, you know, we're, we're, we're locked in, ready to go. And, you know, as soon as I've seen us get turnover after turnover, I'm like, hey, guys, you know, let's keep on around. We're having fun creating turnovers. Uh, we might be number one in turnovers game now, maybe, are we? Number one in turnovers game. So, I mean, we um, – you know, we start off the season not really, you know, doing great as a defense. So just coming together and being able to, um, you know, have a have a huge um, emphasis on making sure, you know, we stop them as a defense. You know, it, it was it was great. Uh, great way to end the 2020 season, uh, obviously, with a bowl championship. Uh, obviously, the overall record with five losses is not what we expect at Georgia Southern. And, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that next year that we do better, right, and do better. but. I can't take this away from our guys because I'm going to tell you something between social injustice, uh, between a pandemic, uh, not having them during the off season and watching this team really stick together and stay together and play 12 regular season games. Um, you know, uh, have a, have a game scheduled with UMass in the middle of the season that you're not even expecting, um, you know, to go to army when that was not even on the schedule, um, you know, to be able to go out and finish this way, uh, I'm very proud of our guys, um, and I'm very proud of the way they finished. Um, you know, that was an awesome job today, offense, defense. Uh, did give up a couple long returns in special teams today that uh, ended up giving them that three points, um, and that's something that, you know, I'm going to take uh, responsibility for, but i I got to make sure our special teams are better than what, what they've been. But not to take away from this, man, 38-3, bowl uh, champions, uh, La Tech, man, hats off to them. Good team, good coaches, um, and they did a great job. Uh, but just really proud of our guys and what they did today. What does it mean to have Shy back in a game? He hasn't played in, I mean, almost a month, and to have him back and have the performance that he had, uh, what does that say about him and this team, really, and their resilience? 
it means it means the world, man. I you know I just I, I didn't want Shy to have to go out with an injury, um, you know, and I don't think he wanted to either. Uh, obviously, by what he did to work his butt off to get back for tonight. Um, so just super proud of him, super proud of how he was able to end his career as a Georgia Southern quarterback and really add to his legacy here. Um, he's a two-time bowl champion. Um, he led our team to three straight bowls. Uh, no other quarterback's done that. Now, I know we're young in the FBS, and he's been the starting quarterback in that situation. But, um, you know, he set the bar high as a quarterback as far as FBS and bowl championships go. So, you know, just super proud of him. I know when he, when he did say, hey, I'm going to try to do this, uh, I know it really energized our team, um, and, and they really were fired up about him. Because, uh, I mean, he did a great job of progressing each day this week during practice, um, and you could just feel the energy. And, and we didn't make the decision until pregame, but, um, you know, he was just trending the right way. And, uh, and I think the guys fed off that for sure. When did he say that he wanted to go? When did that happen? Um, he never really said it to me. I, I just, and you know, he may have said it to Coach Roos. Um, I just, we, we start to go out to pregame warmups, and me and him end up walking out together. It was just happenstance that we walked out together. And then I just hear him talking to our guys about, hey, we're about to go do this. I, and right then I was like, this, he's going to play. He's going to play. And, um, you know, so he never really did tell me. Uh, but uh, he, was, uh, he was obviously showing that he was going to do it. So after the bowl game, it was a Christmas holiday, and a wave of change is coming in 2021 for the Georgia Southern football program. First, they tabbed Doug Roos as the offensive coordinator. He was serving as the interim in the bowl game. Uh, he is officially promoted to offensive coordinator for the Eagles. And then they've also made some other coaching changes. Uh, they relieved Dimitri Donald, the first-year wide receivers coach, from his duties, along with the offensive line coach, Ron Hudson, um, and they're also searching for a tight ends coach. So Georgia Southern currently a national search is underway for three coaching positions. Um, and that's not the only thing changing for Georgia Southern. On New Year's Eve, quarterback Shy Wirtz announced that he was entering the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, he was a redshirt senior this year, so he had exhausted his five years of eligibility. But because the NCAA granted an extra year for student-athletes due to the pandemic. He's able to go play one more year of college football, and it will not be in Statesboro. Now, I'm going to read what he tweeted out on New Year's Eve to uh, let people know. He said, For the past four years, I have given Georgia Southern everything I've had. I would like to thank each and every coach, teammate, trainers, and support staff member who has positively impacted my journey at GS. A lot of ups and downs, but it has made me the man I am today, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Eagle Nation, thank you for your continuous support throughout my matric matriculation, Ooh, got me there, at Georgia Southern. I will definitely miss those Saturdays in Paulson, but unfortunately my time in Statesboro has come to an end. With so much uncertainty due to COVID-19, I will not be declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. Instead, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal, utilizing the extra year the NCAA granted. Shy spoke exclusively to WTOC following that decision, and uh, we had a pretty long conversation, so uh, have a listen to what he had to say about his career at Georgia Southern and uh, how he hopes Eagles fans remember him and what's next. Was your decision made heading into the bowl game? Did you know that that was going to be your last game at Southern? Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew, um, you know, whatever decision came next, it, it was going to be, it was going to be my uh, next, my next chapter, um, whether it was the NFL or 
or um, deciding to go to another school. So when did you decide that going to another school was like the best bet for you? Because it all happened kind of quick. I mean, you guys played yeah. before Christmas and then you just announced that a few days ago. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of thought and prayer going into the decision. Um, talking to the agents I was talking to, um, talking to my, my older brother, um, my family. And I just had really um, just decided that it was, it was the best decision for me and my future. Um, and that, that that's what it ultimately came down to. So are you exclusively trying to play wide receiver now? Because we've seen the videos yeah. on Twitter. Are you kind of being recruited as like an athlete or yeah. a little bit of both? Like what yeah. what, what are you doing next? <laughs> um, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely more of an athlete uh, trying to go somewhere and play receiver. Um, you know, quarterback is – is not really what I'm trying to do moving forward. Um, more like a wildcat thing, if anything, at the quarterback position. But I definitely like um, receiver. Um, that's that's what I'm really training for right now. After the bowl, you said that your shoulder had kind of bothered you mm-hmm. all season, and yeah. everybody I think thought it came from like the Army game. Nah. Um, what like what happened, and like how healthy were you heading into that bowl? Um, so yeah, it happened, it happened the camera game, the first, the first game of the season, uh, I was kind of like, kind of like, a um, I was, I was heading to the sideline and uh, a guy came in, kind of hit me late and I kind of fell on it. Uh, he wrapped me up going out of bounds and we kind of fell going to the sideline. And as soon as I hit the ground, I felt it, uh, real sharp pain in my shoulder. Um, so End up coming out a few plays, but trying to fight through it. Because I think we were down at that point. Not think we was down, and I knew we, we couldn't lose that game. There was going to be a, a big blow to our confidence. So I went back in, um, you know, end up winning the game. And I just nurtured it throughout the whole season. Um, we're getting shots, rehab, things like that, getting, getting the, um, the shots before the game uh, to, to numb it up so I could play. Some games I would get another one at halftime to, to numb it up. Um, I don't think a lot of people had really knew that. Uh, that wasn't really for everybody to know. Um, and we had got to the Army game. You know, I was still still battling through it. Um, but before the Army game, I didn't get the shot for some reason. I can't remember what happened. But I think it was something just with the scheduling or something like that. And so I was like, I mean, I feel good. I feel good enough to, to go out there and, and play without the shot. And, you know, ended up taking that hit, um, coming down right on my shoulder, all my body weight coming down on my shoulder. And and then mess it up pretty bad, kind of re re uh, re injuring the whole the whole shoulder, and um, so you know try to try to finish out the game, but man, I, I knew I couldn't go, and I had 100% faith in JT that he could win us that game. So I told him though, like it's time to start your legacy. Like you gotta you gotta start it right now, cause I I I can't go. Like going back out there in this Army game would have would have really um, hindered our team from winning, cause I couldn't throw the ball. Um, so. Going into the next week, I think it was I, – I can't remember who we played next. But, Georgia uh, State, right? Georgia State. Okay, so Georgia State game. So um, that whole week, I don't even think I practiced. I, don't, I, don't, I ain't practiced the whole week. And um, I remember telling myself, like, early in the week, man, I'm, I'm going to just sit this one out and just get ready for out. Um, so I'm in pre – like, when we walk, um, putting our bags in our locker room, I walk to the field. And you know what I'm saying, just just taking it all in, like brother Georgia State, like and just the competitive side of me wanting to play in the game. And then uh, me and Kendrick, Kendrick Duncan, we had uh, been in training all week together, just saying like, you know what I'm saying, like out, but we got we gonna have to sit this not so we can be ready for out. Just you know what I'm saying, strategically planning together. And then you know I know what he was going through with his hip injury, and when he told me before the game, like I seen him, I seen him getting taped. I'm like, bro, you playing? 
And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. So I was like, man, I right, bet I'm going to play two then. And so um, ended up suiting up, going out there. And, um, you know, the first the first hit, I got a shot before the game. But the first hit I took, it felt, I felt it. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a long game. So ended up keep, continuing to play on, continue to play on. And I took the second one. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't go no more. So I had to come out of the game. But uh, it was an injury that, that bothered me all year. Um, and, and the Georgia State was a, was kind of the starter, but the camera back. So shout out the next two games. Um, try to get healthy. I'm going I assume it course. probably killed you missing app, right? Especially yeah, when I, JT man, went out and you couldn't hurt. go in. That yeah. hurt. That hurt. Because I knew, man, like, and nothing against out. That's a great team, but I know if I ought to play that game. And nothing against my dog Miller because he, he, he held his own. He held his own. Um, but I, I just know if I ought to play in that game, I feel like the outcome would have been different. Um, so that definitely hurt. I, I would have definitely liked to beat them boys three years in a row. But it is what it is. Um, so ending the season, going into the bowl game, I still didn't know whether I was going to play or not because, like, I, I wasn't practicing. Like, I didn't practice until the week of the bowl game. Um, so trying to get back into the rhythm of things, talking to Coach Roosh a lot, staying in constant communication with him with how I was feeling, um, getting a lot of – Getting a lot of treatment in as much as I can. Um, definitely want to shout out to Miss Brandy. She she definitely got me right um, to get ready for the game. And uh, I made up. A, I made a decision to to tell myself like you know what I'm saying. I I didn't put my body through this for four years. You know what I'm saying. And I've been on everybody else's terms, risking my body. You know what I'm saying. Sacrificing everything. Um, and I just felt like okay, this is. This is a time where I gotta, I gotta kind of choose myself. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go with my gut feeling. And I told myself that, okay, if I, if I can't go, if I gotta rely on the shot to play in this game, then I'm not gonna play. Um, but like I said, with a lot of treatment that I, with the treatment. What kind of shot is it? Just like it's, it's like a, it's like a numbing shot. I don't know the exact name. Uh, it's a shot that just numbs okay. the whole AC joint and all that. And so, uh, come game time, I just, I just felt good, especially being in the dome. Like man, it was just a different feeling. It was just a different feeling that I had before the game, and I decided to play. And I'm glad I did. We ended up getting a dub. So you said doing it on your own terms. So mm-hmm. to leave like that with the win, and you were named MVP be- mm-hmm. because of your performance. Right. I mean, that had to be like extra satisfying because was. that was kind of your motivation. Yeah, it, it definitely was. It definitely was to to be able to go out on top like that, just through all the ups and downs that I've been through there. Um, it definitely, it definitely was a was a good feeling to go out on top with the win and the MVP. I ain't gonna lie, that it definitely felt good to get that. What like percentage do you think you were at as far as being healthy? Uh, to be honest, probably like, probably like seventy five, about seventy five percent. I was, it was definitely better than than the weeks before. Um, you know, it was still a little naggy pain, but I, I knew, um, I could, I could, I could get through it. I could get through it if I just, you know what I'm saying, try to protect it as much as I could. I don't think I really took too many hits on it during the game, other than like the one touchdown where I really had to cut up and, and lower my shoulder. Other than that, it was uh it was fine. So are you gonna get to go on like visits or like are you trying to enroll in January? Yeah, or are I'm you taking a semester off? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't trying to take no semester off. I'm trying to enroll in January, um, get wherever I'm going, learn the playbook. So um come spring ball, come fall camp, we we ready to rock. Just quick. Um, have you ever played, like, did you play wide receiver at all in high school or like, did you ever in at Georgia Southern, like on a trick play or anything? Like, have you nah, ever played wide receiver? I, I, I played wide receiver in the All-Star game, um, back in coming out of high school, like I recruited as like a, 
Well, no, I went into that game as like an athlete kind of do, um, so receiver, punt return, kick return, stuff like that. And uh, that's the last time I that's the last time I played receiver. Um, so how did you make this decision? I guess I assume your heart's probably a quarterback a little bit, mm-hmm. but is this just feedback you got from like people at it, the NFL level? Or it, it, it was more it was more so of a business decision. Um, you know, I definitely got some got some feedback from from a lot of scouts through my agents and things like that. And like I said, it just took a few days to really, or probably a few, about a week or so to really just pray on it and think about, you know what I'm saying, what's going to be best for me. Um, and COVID really played a, a big, big, big part in all of it, um, just with a lot of things that may get canceled and things like that. Um, a lot of the opportunities that will be taken away due to COVID that I probably, not probably, that I was definitely going to need um, going into the league. So. Um, I just made it all off, off that, really. Um, and like I said, it was a big decision more than anything. The workouts seem to be going pretty good. I guess the transition's okay for you? Yeah, this, the workout is going really good. Um, my first workout, that's the one that everybody been seeing on Twitter um, that, that, that kind of blew up and things like that. Um, it just feels natural. I'm an athlete. Uh, I just got to learn a little stuff, continue to work at it. But, uh, but it's definitely going really good for me. And you're doing that back home? Yeah, I'm back at home with Coach McGowan's part of the EPT family because um, my quarterback coach, he, he, he went to the same, they went to the same organization. Um, so yeah, just getting some work with him at the crib. You're talking about, you were talking about the COVID season and yeah. can you just explain, I guess, what that was like for you guys and kind of the mental toll of like being in sort of a bubble? I mean, you still went to class, I guess, but like mm-hmm. you guys kind of stayed to yourselves and things yeah. were really different this year can you just it, kind of it, it, it was rough it was rough because a lot of this stuff really didn't make sense like you know um practicing all week we like fau for example we practice all week and then we find out a few days before the game like the game canceled um you know being able to to play through what 13 games i think we played or 12, yep. you guys were like the that. first ones to reach 13. Yeah, so we so we did all that. Um, it was definitely a toll, like cause we we plan we playing teams who ain't played as many games as us, so they obviously fresher than us. Um, and not only that, just a toll, like my granny, she like like seventy two, seventy three years old, like and she was coming to the games. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? But in my last year, she knew she they knew everybody. My family knew they were my last year, so they wanted to be their support. So that really affected me. I feel like it affected me more than anything. Like my granny trying to come see my games and stuff like that. With this, it's a it's a pandemic, um, and just the other uh, just the other side of it too with 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 the football. Like I not, mean, like day to day, like having to get yeah, tested. Yeah, exactly. Like we you we can't could, go anywhere. Like exactly. you're supposed to stay home when you're not at practice. Yeah, exactly. What was, what was that like, like? That's not the normal college experience. It's not at all. Cause like in football season, like after a win, we we going we going up. We party. You know what I'm saying? So. So to have to go to the crib and just, you know what I'm saying, chill and, you know what I'm saying, hang with the guys at home, um, it was still a good vibe, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying, like going out and, like, experiencing college. It was just different. You had to be smart about it, um, especially if, if you was, a, you know what I'm saying, a senior, really anybody, but especially a senior. Like, you don't want to be missing two weeks out of your senior year and things like that. Um, so you just had to re- be really smart. Um, but it was definitely tough having to and make sure we was following our protocols and things like that. And I think that's why we were – um, we're able to play 13 games. I mean, yeah, we, we went out to eat and stuff like that, but for the most part, I feel like we, we was kind of in our own bubble a little bit. Do, I mean, were you scared at all, like, heading into the season? Because they just didn't know a lot, and, like, 
Football, really? you guys touch each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like cross country or something yeah. where you can train by yourself. Like, I mean, that's your body on the line that, exactly. you know, you hope to make a career out of that. Were you exactly. guys, were you nervous? Um, nervous. I was more so frustrated than anything just because all the stuff they were trying to do, but we still playing football. Like, how y'all going to tell us, like, this, <laughs> some of the protocols where we going back when we was first starting to go back, they were saying, like, if you in your house, you got to wear a mask and, and things. Like, I'm in my crib. I'm not going to put no mask on. Like, just a whole bunch of extra stuff that they had going on at the beginning. Um, and it was kind of frustrating. Like, why we even, like, they try to make us go back, like, June the 1st. Um, and I had to tell Coach, like, Coach, listen, like, but that thing just popped off a few months ago. Like, I'm not finna, you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing that. Um, and that was a hard conversation I had to have with Coach. But, I, you know what I'm saying, I had to, you know what I'm saying, tell him, like, it ain't, we ain't doing that one. And then, uh, and I and I feel like my, some of my other teammates was frustrated as well. You know, we had some that didn't, didn't go back right when we were supposed to and things like that. But um, it was definitely it was definitely frustrating. How's it feel having some time at home? Because I assume you probably couldn't visit very much during the season anyway. But especially when you're in like a bubble. So how's it feel just like having this time with your family? It, it, it feel good, you know. what I'm saying to, to be at the crib, um, being able to get my granny good cooking, things like that. Seeing a lot of my friends. Um, that I ain't seen um, in a minute because I was at was at school and I happened to be, you know what I'm saying, kind of my own little bubble. So it feel good to be, be back home and, and seeing uh, all of them. Um, also good to, to get back home and, 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 and the rest of my body too. Um, the season, man, especially the offense, we run, it take a toll on your body. But to get back home and being able to get back healthy, um, it definitely, definitely feel good. How's the recruitment going? Because it is so quick. Yeah. The, the recruitment going really good, really good, better than really what I expected. You know what I'm saying? I know I could play anywhere in the country, but to actually see it happening, um, you know, it definitely, it definitely feel good. Um, you know, I'm just trying to trying to take the – I'm not trying to move too fast on the decision, just like the decision I made to, to go back to college. I want to um, just think on it and pray on it for a little bit longer before I decide to make the decision. I know a lot of schools, they're going back either January the 11th or January the 18th, so it's kind of right around the corner. Um, but – I'm going uh, to take my time with the decision, but it's, it's going really good. I got, got some schools that, that's putting put some things on the table for me, and I just got to do my homework and, and make sure I make the best decision for me in my in my future. Well, you have, like, a graduate degree by the time you're done because I know you guys take summer classes yeah. too. What mm-hmm. What is your, de- like, degree actually in? I'm um, getting my uh, degree in kinesiology with an emphasis in coaching. Um, so I definitely had that done by the time I, by the time I leave wherever my next destination is. You were talking about uh, JT taking over and yeah. creating his own legacy at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you know the quarterback room, and you know mm-hmm. where this program is, and you know Coach Roos now that he's the offensive coordinator. Where, mm-hmm. What do you think Georgia Southern looks like next year? What's what's the future of this program? <laughs> um, man, I, I'm so excited to see what, what they do next year. They got a lot of pieces coming back. Um, they got a lot of pieces coming in, um, but uh, I know JT going to get the job done. I know he's going to do what he got to do. Um, he's been staying down. I know he's been my backup for for uh, for a little minute, but um, he could have gone out there and win games himself. I, I tell him all the time, dog, you, you, but like when, when it's time, you got you to gotta make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we have talks. We, 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 got, we grew closer over the, over the years and things like that. Um, 
but he, he, I feel like he definitely got it and get it done. Um, with my, my dog JD coming back, I hate, I hate. Um, his season had to end the way it did, but everything happened for a reason. I tell him God got a plan for it, and you know it was it was already written. It would, you know, I hate to say it, but it was supposed to happen, bro. Like it was, you know. But uh, he got good thing COVID, not good thing COVID happened, but good thing you know we got an SEA due to COVID. Um, so I expect a lot out of him this year. Um, who else, man? That old line, they're gonna be even even more solid with with just the, the growth that that they had this past year. Um, the receiver room, I know they they got a lot of young guys who ain't really got a lot of touches yet, but I know they're gonna step up. The defense, you know, they, everybody know what they do. They're gonna bring it every game. Um, so I'm just super excited for them. I know Coach Drew, he's a great coach. Um, definitely good to have him in that quarterback room to just really coach, you know what I'm saying, really coach coach, coach the quarterbacks up and, and allow them boys to go out there and, and play. Um, you know, just with the time I spent with him, he he put a lot of confidence in me, even in the bowl game. Like, just go out there and make plays. You've been doing it your whole career. That's what he was telling me, just go out there and play. Um, he knew, he telling me, like, I'm, I know you're going to go out there and ball. Just, you know what I'm saying, just calm just down. just calm down and, you know what I'm saying, go out there and do what you do. Um, so, uh, man, I know, like, long 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 story short, I, I know they're gonna I know they're gonna be all right. They definitely gonna have a, a great year and I know they can really win the sun, but they're gonna with you. You went through so much at Georgia Southern. How are you gonna remember your time there? Um whew. Um my time at Georgia Southern, man, a lot of ups and downs. You know, when I first got there going two and ten, uh it was rough. We got through it. Uh, the bounce back ten and three. Uh, that was a that was a big year for us. And then the next year seven and six. And then this past year, what eight and eight and five or something, like eight and, something like that. Eight and four, uh, I think. Eight and four, yeah, something like that. But um, it was definitely it was definitely a time. Um, it made me who I it made me who the man I am today. I wouldn't trade that experience for nothing in the world. Um, I wanted to go to college and, and be a quarterback. Uh, Georgia Southern was a, a school that believed in me from the from the jump and wanted me to come in there and play quarterback. Um, so I stuck with it. And, um, you know, I feel like I, I – me personally, I feel like, you know, I, I wanted the best to put on the blue and white. And that's just how I feel. You know, I know people probably got their different opinions and things like that. But I feel like I'm, the, I'm one of the best to, to wear that blue and white. I mean, statistically, yeah, you are. And you set yeah. a lot of records at Georgia Southern. And then – like the other side of it, I guess, is you guys also kind of took like an activism role a little bit mm -hmm. this year with everything right. that went on this summer. How do you hope that you're remembered by these fans? Um, just somebody who made an impact um, off the field. Like what, what I do on the field is going to speak for itself. Everybody watched the game on Saturdays. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, tailgate and do all that. But the biggest thing for me, I'd rather be remembered for what I did off the field than what I did on the field because that's going to last longer than what I did on the field. I know I'm in the record books, and I know I, you know what I'm saying, uh, accomplished a lot during my matriculation matriculation at um, Georgia Southern, but um, the biggest thing for me is the impact that I that I had off the field, and that means more to me than anything, than any touchdown, than any record, than any bowl game, bowl um, ring, anything like that. So that's how, that's how I want to be remembered. The arrest, like, did that change your mindset heading into – the tail end of your career at Southern? It did. It did, because it kind of opened my eyes up to, a, like, a whole different world for Because I ain't never really had to – I mean, I, I dealt with a little racism 
you know, growing up, but I went to like a, 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 a diverse, um, and I grew up in like a kind of diverse area, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Obviously we're playing sports and things like that, kind of being the guy, people kind of treat you different. So I don't really get to see that's the certain side of people that they may feel a certain way, but I don't really see that because I, because I am who I am. I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying, brag or boast anything, but that's, that's the, the real of it. And so to be put in that situation where I feel like, you know what I'm saying, the color of my skin was the reason I was treated a little different. Um, it kind of messed with me, not kind of, it did mess with me a little bit. So, um, you know, when, when this whole social injustice thing came about, um, I just felt inclined to, to use my story to, to, to try to help my teammates see what's going on in the world in a different light. And I really hope um, that they did because them situations, they, they happen all the time. And um, I just wanted to continue to encourage them to use their voice and however they see fit. Like you ain't got to, you ain't got to uh, host a um, a rally. You ain't got to do that. You ain't got to speak in front of a whole student, student, um, all the student athletes. Just in some way, shape, form, or fashion, let your voice be heard. You know, don't don't just be in this box of a football player like that. You more, you more than that. Um, I know that's what you do, but that's not who you are. And um, I just hope. You know, they they kind of seeing that and the action that I that I that I brought, um, you know, to Georgia Southern to to the to the program, and uh, you know, I I feel like I feel like they did, but I really hope that that they got through to them. I know. Well, it, it seemed that way at least that the fan base really rallied behind you through mm-hmm. that through injuries. What would you want to say to Eagles fans? Um, to Eagle fans, man, I just highlight that I appreciate everything. Um, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the, um, the even even the negative, even the negative comments. I appreciate all that because that that was that was fuel to the fire. That was that made the chip on my shoulder even bigger. Um, all the doubters, all the, the people who didn't never really believe in me. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I just want to thank them because they they didn't have to embrace me the way they did, but they did. And I, and I definitely appreciate that. Um, Georgia Southern is always home, no matter where I decide to end up. There's always going to be a place I feel like I'm going to go back to, and it's always going to be love. Um, so, setting out there to say, man, I just appreciate everything. I appreciate everything that come with come with Georgia Southern. Are you looking at Power Fives only? Or are you looking kind of everywhere right now? Um, to be honest, I know this kind of sound like I don't know, Dom or or whatever. Like, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to go to a power five school. I want to play power yeah. five school um, because I don't want there to be no question about okay, he played receiver, but he ain't really play against no competition. Like I don't want that to be a question. Like I want to play against the best because I feel like I I'm one of the best, and um, I feel like if I feel like if I can do that in a good conference, then it shouldn't be no question. And um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking to go to a power five. I'm not really looking to stay mid major. Um, but whatever God got for me, he got for me, and it's going to play out the way it's supposed to. Of course, we want to thank Shy for his time and coming on the podcast. Uh, you know, he he's definitely put his name in the record books at Georgia Southern. Uh, four-year starter, he was just named MVP of the New Orleans Bowl. He was also Camilla Bowl MVP uh, a few years ago. He played in 46 games for the Eagles, accounting for 34 total touchdowns. This season, he became the Sun Belt Conference's all-time leading rusher for quarterbacks with 3,083 career yards. 
Uh, just the fourth player in school history to surpass the 3,000-yard mark in both passing and rushing yards this season. He was named Awesome Belt Conference Honorable Mention in 2017, 18, 19, and 20. Um, a finalist for the 2020 Werfel Trophy, I can never say that, which is for community service excellence along with on-the-field performance. Um, so Wirtz, you know, has done a lot for this program, and it'll be interesting to see um, – with James Graham coming in, the Georgia Tech transfer, along with Justin Tomlin, who will hopefully be recovered uh, from his ankle surgery by the time season rolls around. It'll be interesting to see who's under center for the Eagles moving forward. Moving on to Georgia, the Bulldogs rallied back for a Peach Bowl victory on New Year's Day. Jack Pelesny nailed a game-winning field goal for the Dogs. He's a former Glen Academy standout. That was a career-long 53-yard field goal, also a Peach Bowl record. He hit that with three seconds left to give the Dogs a 22-21 lead over the undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats in that game. Georgia added a safety on the final play of the game to pad the lead. Um, Georgia trailed 21-10 entering the fourth quarter but scored 14 unanswered points. A really good performance all around by Georgia. Uh, here's head coach Kirby Smart along with some of the players following the game. Certainly proud of our team, and I'm proud of the adversity we went through throughout the year with the pandemic. I don't think we played our best game today. I thought I'd give my hats off to Cincinnati. They did a really good job uh, defensively controlling our run game and offensively keeping us off balance enough with their quarterback run game, which we knew he was a good athlete. We knew he was a good runner. Probably didn't give him enough credit. We couldn't finish on him in the first half. And, you know, they stole the touchdown right there at the end of the uh, half, and they stole one back in, 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 the, uh, in the start of the second half. But I'm really proud of these guys and how hard they fought. I mean, I don't think anybody really truly understands, not just Georgia, but how hard it was on entire college football to be persistent and go this long and practice this long. And I, my hat goes off to the, the guys in the room. There are definitely a lot of emotions and, you know, um, so field goal to win it from 53. Uh, I'll tell you this, I trust in Pod, um, you know, about as much as I can. Um, I felt no pressure to try and make a play I didn't need to when we are on the 35. Uh, you know, that's what Pod does. We see it every day in practice. Uh, he's always, always on time, always doing his job. You see him, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, you see him hitting all his kicks. Uh, you know, I, I definitely say I had trust in Pod, but uh, it's, it, last second, yeah, I was on the knee. I was... You know, I was saying some prayers right there. So at the beginning of the drive, I'm over in the kicking net, and I'm starting to warm up, just kind of get my leg loose again, um, kind of keeping an eye on the clock especially, just so I know where we're at, whether we're going to have to call a rushed field goal. Um, but as they drove down the field, I felt comfortable that I was warmed up, and I went further down and just stayed there and made sure that I was there ready to go if I needed to be called. So um, I, mean, I was just faith in our defense and our offense that they would drive down or they'd stop the other team. And I told my coach for the game, my distance, I was good, 54, 55 yards. And our offense drove, and I had faith in them. And once we kind of got there, I just tried to slow my breathing because I didn't want to rush anything and I didn't want to overcompensate for anything. And, you know, the snap from Payne Walker and the hold from Jake Marta just unbelievable and I tried to follow through with the kick and it went in. Some more surprising news Clemson got absolutely walloped 
by Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinal down in the Sugar Bowl. 49-28 was the final, so Clemson finishes 10-2. Ohio State moving on to the national championship where they will face number one, Alabama. Trevor Lawrence, 33-48, 400 yards, two touchdowns, one interception passing. Here the Tigers are following that loss. So I'm forever grateful. And, um, I mean, that's just not could have made. Um, I just want to thank God because – I was an 18-year-old kid just venturing off trying to um, lead my own way. Well, this whole year, the way we've carried ourselves, I'm, I'm proud of it. I don't have any regrets. There's not much I'd go back and change. So, um, like I said, just proud to be where I'm at. Um, proud of proud of the man I've become over my time here. And just just thankful for all, a lot of good people in my life. Unbelievable players that will, you know, be in the College Football Hall of Fame at some point, one of these days down the road. and. And uh, so I'm thankful that the good Lord blessed me to, to be a part of their journey. Following these bowl games, I also had a chance to talk to Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated. And uh, he helped me break down Georgia, Clemson, and South Carolina. Um, here's a quick preview of that conversation, and we'll have the rest out on a podcast coming out later this week. I mean, 8-2 and two is, is good by most standards, and a Peach Bowl win is nice. But you don't win the SEC East. You get blown out twice, really. Um, and just, you know, maybe the situation with JT Daniels was such that the, their hands were tied and they couldn't get their best quarterback on the field until more than halfway through the season. And in that case, you know, maybe that's that, that was as good as it's going to get. But still, you know, the one thing about Kirby, he's a great recruiter, great defensive uh, coach. Offenses can be inconsistent, and then it just seems like one game a year at least, they just kind of lose their minds. They have no poise, and things kind of fall apart. And it was the second, you'd say that about the second half against Alabama, and you could say that about most of the game against Florida, really, that uh, when things go bad, they, they only get worse. Of course, I want to thank Pat for his time on a very busy college football weekend. I want to end this episode with some local state champions. First, Calvary Dave won the first ever girls flag football state championship in the state of Georgia for Class A through 5A. They beat Portal 6-0. We want to congratulate both of them on fantastic seasons and history-making seasons. The Cavaliers broke the scoreless tie midway in the second half when Hannah Kale, the quarterback, found Katie Ellenwood for that touchdown. Nevaeh Hamilton actually got a college scholarship offer after that game uh, to play flag football. So it's going to be something exciting to watch the next few years and see how it develops and grows. But the Cavaliers, not the only local team to win a state championship. Pierce County claimed their first state football title. Uh, that was on the 30th. Calvary won on the 28th. On the 30th, uh, it went to overtime in Atlanta. But the Bears knocked off the previously unbeaten and number one ranked Oconee County 13-7 to win the GHSA Class 3A State Championship. Pierce County finishes the season with a 13-1 record, so congratulations to Pierce County as well. That'll do it for us on this edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast, the first one for 2021. Thanks for listening and downloading and subscribing, and I will see you back later this week with more college football wrap-up.